It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, it's Ears Up Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. We just did uh, a good half an hour live for everybody who tuned in uh, early on to get a... to get a glimpse of us being tardy. Um, but, you know, we're here now. So uh, thanks to a few live listeners who are hanging out. We had a good time. Hope you did, too. Oh, sorry, turns. Go ahead. It's okay. It was fun. Yeah. It was, good. it was fine or was it fun? It was fun. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, on today's show, we have the history of the King Arthur's Carousel. And we talked about it, like, not really in-depth a couple times on the show, but just bits and pieces of it. But Taryn went through and uh, did a whole history on it. So we're going to talk about that because it is pretty much the anchor of Fantasyland. I know everyone queues up for Peter Pan, but it's pretty much the carousel is the first thing that you see. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do Disney News, of course. Because that's kind of what we do. There's a lot to talk about. Disney's uh, playing hard and fast and loose. Hard and fast? Fast Fast and loose. Hard and loose? No. Oh. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Hard and loose at the same time. Fast and loose. Uh, Fast and loose with the uh, purse strings of the city of Anaheim. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And all sorts of fun stuff. Um, And we're also going to have on here. Let me just get, well, let's do the intro for a second. Uh, I'll do that later. Okay. Uh, This episode is sponsored by Getaway Today, Disney's top wholesale partner. They will help you plan your Disneyland vacation with the best tips and secrets, all while making it affordable with their discounted tickets, reduced hotel rates, and layaway plan. Head over to getawaytoday.com slash ears up and start planning your magical vacation. Use promo code ears up and save an extra 10 bucks on your SoCal vacation package. So like I was saying in the pre-show, I think when Taryn and I go down, because we don't have passes anymore. Right. Going to hop on uh, getawaytoday.com slash years up, dude. Save some cash. Smart. Because we need it. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Any feedback on the show goes to Taryn. Uh, Show suggestions, guest suggestions, um, random haikus goes to Terrence. You can say hi Hi. to Bev. And anything else comes to me, Jason, earsup-podcast.com. If you want to support us, the best way to do it is go to patreon.com slash ears up and become a patron supporter. You At the $5 level, you get the secret show, which we're going to record next week. And we also, um, it, when we remember, do that live on the YouTube specifically for the patron people. So you can get in the chat room. We can talk about stuff. All that kind of good stuff. Um, but the best way to support us, really, honestly and truly, is spread the word. Sign your friends up. Subscribe to our um, to our shows, and um, spread the word. Help yeah. us get super popular and crazy. Um. Okay, I tell you what. Let's get Heather on the line. Perfect. Let's see if that'll work. And I'll tell you who Heather is in just a second. As soon as the uh, call goes through. And then I have another really good announcement to announce for everybody, and it's calling, but I don't know if it's working. Oh, here we go. Heather, are you there? I'm here. Hey, perfect. Thank you for joining us. So, 
Everybody listening at home, playing along at home, Heather is our brand new. Uh, wait, we never even really worked up a title for you, Heather. Um, or like, salary. Or well, no, we worked out the salary. The salary was nothing. But um, I'm I'm still negotiating. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, yeah, it's, it's like oh, yeah. here's a here's a, a sample of my work, and then now I want all that. Um, we'll double uh, double our first offer. <laughs> That's right. Heather is the what I don't know food coordinator uh, for Ears Up Podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go try new food. I yep. have an annual pass that just started at the beginning of this month, and I'm going to go a bunch of times this year, and I'm going to try foods and let people know what I think of them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but that's a long that's a long for a title, so we'll... Uh, <laughs> okay, that is long kidding. for a title. Yeah. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure something out, but uh, Heather already has two posts um, on our page. I haven't published them yet. Just wrote them. This is brand new for the both of us. Uh, but really, I felt like what we were missing is the food aspect. I mean, we nobody in this room goes to Disneyland enough uh, to to be able to do this kind of stuff. And then we don't have the drive to really do it. Except for that one time. Except for that one time where Terrence discovered a brand new food. Homie. um so uh you know we put the call out heather answered and uh we chatted a little bit back and forth and she wrote some stuff and i really liked it so i just wanted to get you on uh heather and just talk a little bit to you and introduce you to the listeners so that way whenever they read your pieces because it is it is you know very much kind of first person um which i which i appreciate and i like and i feel like this way the listeners can get a sense of who you are when they're reading your when they're reading your entries. Sounds good. Yeah. So you went, uh, you have a post that's going to be probably published tomorrow about uh, seven treats that you tried this summer. And you went through the Dole Whip donut, the pineapple donut that's yes. everywhere. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's lemon and it's vanilla swirled cone. What is that? Yes. Oh, so that's um, at Pixar Pier. It's the, the soft serve place. Yeah. Uh, so they still have chocolate and vanilla, but now they also have lemon. It's uh, themed for the abominable snowman and the adorable snowman. Oh, so it's like when he said, "I have uh, lemon snow cones." And yeah, okay. exactly, I like that. That's that's funny. Oh, <laughs> like 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 yellow snow, like yeah, pea snow. That was the joke. Yeah, okay. that was the joke. Yeah. Um, were they good? Was it good? It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would definitely go there again. Okay. It was tasty. Uh, it's nice that you can still get the chocolate vanilla swirl. That's what I used to get. So, um, but it's fun to get something different. I'll be honest. I never knew that there was a soft serve ice cream place uh, in that area. Is that new? It's not new. It's just uh, it's sort of up. It's like as you're approaching what is now Pixar Pier. Before you get to the sort of the bridge leading to the Incredicoaster, it's oh, right yeah. there. So it's. It's near the, what was the cove? I guess yeah, I can't cove. remember what that new restaurant right. is. Yeah, yeah it's like right there. there. Yeah, but it's like tucked against yeah. the wall right. and that right and that walking yeah. space is yep. so huge that nobody ever... And then there's like a shopping place like right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's probably a pretty yeah. fast place because I never really see anybody queued up for that. Yeah, so now there's long lines usually. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's what they wanted, yeah. man. They got what they wanted. Uh, well, that's yeah. cool. Uh, honestly, I'm looking through this, uh, this post and everything, even that... Dole Whip pineapple donut looks looks good. I don't know if I would ever get it, but yeah. uh, I think you did a good job. It's worth trying. Is it yeah, worth thanks, trying? Thank you. If if you like that kind of stuff, it's worth Pardon? it's 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 worth going for. If you if you're into food at all, 
or just sure. stay away from it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's it's maybe not if you're into food, not if you're a foodie. Okay, but <laughs> but if you're into junk food and sort of extravagant desserts, um, or if you love donuts, <laughs> which all would. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it seems like that's where they're going for is is those kind of people who like extravagant desserts. Everything seems yeah. big and full of extra toppings and extra flavors and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, really sweet, really yeah. really sweet stuff. So you, we usually share. I go with my family, and we always share desserts. Um, so that way, you just get a few bites. Smart. Smart. I should do that, but I I don't like to share. Like I'll get the Matterhorn yeah. macaroons from the Jolly Holiday. Yeah. And I'll order five of them, and I'll eat them all. Actually, I'll eat three of them, and then two of them go stale, and then I can like use them to drill concrete because they get super hard. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, anyway, Heather, um, thank you very much for joining us. I just wanted to, you know, like I said, introduce you to everybody and uh, be on the lookout for Heather's uh, articles posting pretty much whenever she comes back from uh, from trips. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do all this, and uh, I, I think I think they were very well written. And I think people are going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. Thanks. I really appreciate the show, and I'm really happy to be able to contribute. Um, And it's been great to talk to you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. I appreciate it. Have a good night. All right. Thank you, too. Bye. Bye. We're getting, cool. We're she getting, sounds very nice. We're getting people in the chat who are volunteering to be a uh, correspondent. So first of all, they said yeah. she should be the food correspondent. Food correspondent. And let's then, go. And then um, Melissa has volunteered to be the D23 correspondent because she <laughs> just got her tickets. Oh, okay. Then, we need we, we do yes. need that. And then Nick uh, volunteered to be the adult beverage correspondent. <laughs> yeah, we need that, too. We need that. Uh, is that Nick we've been talking to, Nick, to get on the show? A diff- it's a different Nick. A different Nick? Uh, Not Nick. Not Nick. Not Nick, Not but Nick. Nick. Not Nick, but Nick. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm looking for this article. There we go. Okay. So here's the big announcement. On September 30th, we're doing, for our fifth anniversary, why are you shaking your head? I think that's the wrong date. Is it? No, 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 you're right. No, no, you're this guy right. better be. I was going to say, I, I don't think it is. It will be our fifth anniversary. I, I'm pretty sure almost to the day, maybe not, uh, give or take some, but uh, five years of doing the podcast. And so I thought, what better way to do that than to make everybody work one hour for every year that we've been in business? And uh, yes, Beverly. I think that I only have to be there for half of the time <laughs> because I came to the show late. And that's what you think? Uh-huh. And it's, it is the 29th. It's the, the 29th? Tell me, I'm looking at the calendar. It's the 29th. Yeah. I said the 30th. Oh, okay. That's sure. On September like, yeah, 29th, <laughs> this is very typical for the show. Uh, on September 29th, we are doing five hours of broadcast radio, podcast radio. Beverly will be there for four. <clears throat> uh, Beverly will be there for six. <laughs> yes. So we're going to do five hours in celebration of our fifth anniversary. Woo! We're going to have guests. We're going to do segments. We're going to have some guests that we, we're not going to do like normal shows on. So it might be a lot of guests. We might have five. We might have some. I know we're going to have some in studio. That's That'll be cool. Be Kyle Sherman, former Imagineer, is going to be on, uh, uh, coming up here. And uh, he's going to be sitting in and doing a whole presentation. I mean, I shouldn't say presentation, but he's basically going to talk, I think, uh, just say no, it. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say it because, because if it, he, it could change. Because no. it could change because I might want his thing to be a whole entire show. Okay. So what I don't want is to like if people don't want to listen to five hours of us talk cover like twelve topics and you know they don't have to but this right. is a cool thing he's working on so I want to keep it maybe separate but and then for those of you Patreon folks who are into the whole uh, secret show secret lifestyle, show thing we are going to be doing 
a three hour secret show. Oh boy. Bev, can you change the camera to me, please? I because can't. I'm I'm being very, very funny right now. Are you? No, I'm not. Um we're gonna be doing a three hour secret show, complete with our own private bartender. Oh jeez. So our friend Brad Allen that is going to sleep like right here on the floor. That's fine. We got room. I'm just going to lay on the floor. That's where I'm going to do the well, show. <laughs> and strap it to your face. And Jeremy in studio as well. Jeremy's going to oh, be in studio. That's yes, that's right. correct. That's correct. He's already booked his tickets. That's so right. we're going to have Brad making drinks for us. And they might be half drinks. That's fine. But eh, he came over the other day. Be. And he was eh. like, uh, he's like, uh, look, what do you, you want to do for drinks? Yes. And I go, I don't want to know. I don't want to know a single thing. I agree. Yeah. I want some tiki drinks. I also have. I should. I should have. I should get this book and uh, maybe do a recipe out of it for the next for the coming up secret show. But it's the original Trader Vic's uh, like bartender's guide. Okay. Before it got all tiki. Right. Oh. Right. So there's weird like drinks from the 30s were weird like brandy milk and gin. Like what are you doing? Um, but I was like maybe some uh, some from those like just kind of gross things that we would never really order, you know. And then some on his own. So. He's willing to sit here and may just make us drinks for straight three hours. So Sick. for oh eight, so we're going to be doing eight hours of of radio on the twenty ninth of September. It will all be over YouTube. So if you're a Patreon supporter and want to see the mess that goes down, um, we won't let it get too out of hand. But uh, definitely uh, sign up now, and we'll post the link in the show. Uh, you know, in the. Um, Whatever, the Patreon the post or whatever, the John. Um, obviously, this show will still be on um, YouTube. So yeah. join the fun. Mark your calendars. Eight hours. And uh, so Kyle's husband, Greg, is going to be on The Secret Show. We're going to talk to him because yeah. he used Love to be him. a skipper. I, I don't know if he was a Jungle Cruise skipper, but he used to uh, navigate the submarine ride. And he had a wardrobe malfunction once. He has tons of stories. <laughs> so we're just going to sit and hang out. Uh, Jeremy, of course, like I said, Terrence will be here. He'll probably do a segment. And uh, we'll have box wine for him. Yes. And uh, it'll just be a hoot, man. So five years of shows. Five years of shows. This Crazy. is show number 118. That's insane, man. So by then, it'll be like four th- show 4,000 or what? I don't know. What <laughs> yeah. it is. What it'll be like probably that. show right. 124 or something like that, maybe. Maybe 120. 120. It's like two shows, uh, three shows away. Two, three shows away. It's next month. Yeah, it'll be like show 121. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not smart. I mean, that's not true. I'm incredibly smart. Uh, anyway, that's my big announcement, and we're working on a logo. The lovely Lulu is working on a logo right now for us, so uh, and it's a pretty boss logo. So mark your calendars, folks. That's going to be dope. I'm excited. Terrence, you have a window to do, right? I do. All right. Why don't you go ahead and do that, please, Bray? All right. Um, this is about Bill Justice. That's an awesome name, by the way. I believe it's pronounced Justice. I'm sorry. It's a soft J. Yeah. So uh, William Bernard, or Bill Justice, was born February 9th, 1914 in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, he was an animator and an engineer at the Walt Disney Company. He graduated from the Heron uh, School of Art and Design in Indianapolis. He sold Heron. Yeah, he said. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, it was in Indianapolis. He was studying to be a portrait painter, uh, but then he decided to go into a career of animation. Uh, so he moved almost clear across the country uh, to become um, one of the animators at the Walt Disney Studios in 1937. Um, and he was an animator on films like Fantasia, The Three Caballeros. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. The three Carboneras. Yeah, so three Carboneras, uh, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. Um, also, he was the animator who um, animated Thumper for Bambi 
and also Dale of Chip and Dale. It's pretty awesome. Um, so um, he was asked at one time, he was asked if the job of uh, being an animator was actually kind of repetitive. Um, and he responded by saying that he never got tired of drawing the characters. Hmm. Uh, but then he said, have you ever seen me draw Mickey Mouse upside down? And he drew the Mickey Mouse character completely upside down and it looked flawless when you would turn it over. It looked he exactly wasn't like, upside down. He drew it he as drew, if it were as upside if it were, down. Yes, got as it, if okay. it were upside down. And then he flipped the page around and it looked perfect. Have you ever seen me draw Mickey upside down? Here, hold my legs. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he never got tired of doing animation. Um, but then in the and so in the fifties he actually started moving into directing and he was he directed um, Walt started moving towards some um, more experimental kind of shorts and so he directed Noah's Ark um, a symposium of popular songs and the truth about Mother Goose and all three of these that he directed were all animated for best uh, by uh, it was a, for Academy Awards best short oh that's uh, cool also along with um, with X. Who's going to give it to you, by the way? <laughs> X going to give it to you. I'm going to need you to stop. Now, Exitencio and uh, T. He, who was an artist, um, he helped to um, continue to develop the stop-motion animation and live-action Disney films, and this became something that they used a lot in The Parent Trap and also in Mary Poppins. Hmm. Um, in 1965, Bill moved into Imagineering, and he was responsible for programming a lot of the audio animatronic figures um, in the park, so... Uh, Mr. Lincoln, uh, Mission to Mars, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Country Jamboree, and also America Sings. He was with the company for 42 years, and in uh, February of 1979, he retired. And all um, he worked on 57 shorts for the for the studio and 19 feature films. Uh, in 1996, he was named a Disney legend. Um, and then um, in 2001, on February 19, 2001. Uh, one day after his 97th birthday, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. February 10th, 2000, uh, 2011, one day after his 97th birthday, he passed away at the nursing home he was living in in Santa Monica. Oh, man. Uh, Bill has a window in both Disneyland and uh, the Magic Kingdom. Wow. Uh, yeah. His window in Disneyland is uh, to the left. I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, off of slightly off of Main Street, there used to be a place called the, the Main Street Cone Shop. So if you just wanted an ice cream cone, you didn't want all the special stuff that they have at the the other ice cream shop, you can go there. It's um, basically behind where the uh, fruit stand was and right by the dentist office. Oh, okay. So it's basically it's – it's between the lockers. And it's still there, but it's closed. Um, but his window is above it and to the left. Um, and it it's, reads, New Century Character Company, Custom Character Design and Parade Illuminations, Bill Justice, Master Delineator. That's nice. Yeah. Speaking of um, animators, did you see on our Instagram page, uh, Taryn and I were at Trader Vic's the other day, and I was walking around, um, you know, with the kid, because the kid was kind of acting up, and they have a little alcove, a little dining room, and uh, on there, there were a bunch of familiar drawings. Um, Trader Vic's, here, you can take that if you want to look at it. Uh, Trader Vic's was uh, visited by a Disney animator called Roy Williams. Who uh, he drew, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, it doesn't say here, but, uh, you know, Peter Pan, Nana, Captain Hook, whatever. Nice. Just scribbled it all on a on a menu. That's awesome. And so it's framed in the Trader Vic's, um, you know, little dining room. So if you're in Trader Vic's in Emeryville up here and you want to check that out, <clears throat> it's kind of cool, a little piece of Disney history. I like that. Hi, Taryn. I'm here. You ready for your um, whatever you're doing? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> you said yes, and you, and, yes. Then, and then she whispered one second, and then she ran away. <clears throat> so we'll figure that out. Give her credit. Like, if I had been up there with the baby the whole time, I would have fallen asleep. I printed it. Oh, hell yeah, Taryn. So I had to Not at home, there. right? You did it at work. At work. There you go. I, I don't char- want to be charged. I charged them for the ink. There you go. And the paper. And for the time of doing it. <laughs> uh, okay, so why the uh, King Arthur Carousel, Taryn? Why? Yeah. Because I thought it would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> and was it? Um, it was fairly easy. It was interesting. It's it's not going to be too long, but... Um, okay. Oh, you want to do... F- uh, no, go ahead. I, I forgot feedback. Sorry. That's okay. We can do it after. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, please. Taryn, take it away. Uh, the history of King Arthur's Carousel really begins at Griffith Park in Los Angeles. As we've mentioned previously, even though Walt originally had the idea for a theme park way back in the 1930s, uh, it's widely believed that he became inspired to take this big step to build a theme park while he was watching his daughters play at Griffith Park. A significant part of this story that's often left out is that while sitting on that famous bench about to change all of our lives, uh, Disney, Disney's girls were riding the merry-go-round. One could speculate that seeing his daughters riding the carousel is what truly propelled him to dive into the theme park business. If that's the case... Not a stretch at all. No, 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 no. Why did the camera just go to me? Now I'm just sitting, you got my gut oh. hanging out. I look Sorry. so stupid. God, I look so fat. Oh my God. What's up, girl? Do you want me to start over? No, go ahead. Okay. My my wrist hit the thing. I'm so sorry. You just got me like twirling my mustache like a total <laughs> like I'm on like I'm taking a clove cigarette break you from totally Facebook. Are. I know. <laughs> I didn't sorry. God, uh, you can see my belly button imprint in my shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Because everything's on a time there we go, it's not on delay anymore. Okay, go ahead, please, Taryn. Okay, so let me let me go back a little bit. Um, so what I was saying is that a significant part of the story of when Walt came up with the idea for Disneyland is that his girls were actually riding the merry-go-round at the time. And so you could speculate that seeing his daughters riding this carousel was really what propelled him to build a theme park. If that's the case, then the carousel is likely the most significant attraction in Disney history. Press. Quite accurate. I like that. Thank you. The Griffith Park Carousel. No. 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 Not, Why not? You're not no. no, I listened. <laughs> no, not no. I'm saying the carousel that he built is the most significant. Why? Did I miss something? Probably. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna keep going. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the concept of. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Careful! I'll twirl my mustache and then tie you to a train track. <laughs> big stovepipe. No, no. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the concept of the carousel or merry-go-round or roundabout, whatever you want to call it, originated from jousting traditions in Europe and, and the Middle East where knights would gallop in a circle while tossing balls to one another. Okay. Uh, the word carousel similarly comes from a combat preparation exercise played by Turkish and Arabian horsemen in the 1100s called Little War. Okay. And that's Garicello in Italian. Huh. Garicello. <laughs> so today uh, we're going to be talking about King Arthur's Carousel, which, by the way, is spelled with two R's rather than one, which is uh, which we're used to in the English language. Hmm. The two R's uh, represent the French spelling, which Disney decided 
to use since the carousel at Disneyland sits just behind Sleeping Beauty's castle. Uh, And Sleeping Beauty, of course, takes place in France. While carousels uh, across the world are often menagerie carousels, meaning they have giraffes, lions, deers, and other various animals, the one that Walt's girls were riding at Griffith Park consisted of only horses, which piqued Walt's interest. He knew that he wanted a very similar carousel for his park. However, per usual, Walt took things (laughs) a step further. He wanted his carousel to not only have all horses, but he wanted them to all be actively jumping. And alive. (laughs) Right, exactly. Speared through the back. (laughs) Right. How many... How many cigarettes do you think he smoked while thinking of Disneyland? (laughs) And what brand? Too many. (laughs) Lucky Strike was probably the most influential. Probably. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Where was I? Uh, So he wanted his carousel to not only have horses, uh, but he wanted them to be jumping. And this this wasn't just an aesthetic choice. Uh, Walt wanted to deliver a fully encompassing experience, and he believed that if every horse moved and was jumping, that every rider could experience charging, as if they were a net at the legendary round table. That's cool. So that's something I actually really do appreciate about the carousel. Yeah, and honestly, like that's what I appreciate about Disneyland is like those that level of detail is really what makes it special. Well, and and that story, and maybe that's. I'm trying to decide in my brain right now if if Disneyland does a good job or a bad job at the the detail of story, the level of story, that specific thing. I'd never heard that where they're all they're everyone's jumping and everyone's moving, so you can kind of feel like you're in the action. I've never heard that before. Everyone, but I don't everyone think you, can be a knight. I've never heard that. before. I don't think you need to hear it. I think no, it's, but I think it's cool. Oh, okay. That that is the sort of. The, the reason why everything is happening. It's yeah. not just an aesthetic choice. It's that you're in, you're doing this thing. And, I, I, you know, I, I wish that somehow they told that you feeling, that. <laughs> that vibe would get out a little more. Yeah, yeah definitely. Know. Yeah. Especially in an older ride like this, I think it's, it, those things get lost it's a little. Unfortunate. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> we're historians. We're historians. Uh, so King Arthur's Carousel in Fantasyland was originally purchased in 1954 from Sunnyside Beach Park in Toronto, Canada. This carousel was built by William Denzel, whose name is very well known in the carousel industry. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. his name is attached to many carousels across the country. Oh. Well, it's rumored Bill. that... Right. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Uh, well, it's rumored that this particular carousel may have been built in 1875. There is no clear documentation of its existence or use prior to 1922. So I don't know why. Where that came from? Yeah, yeah. but but it's a lot of places. Huh. And all of them say, but it's not substantiated. I'm like, okay, then why'd you say it? I don't know. I guess the same reason I just said it. <laughs> For content as well. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, so when it was purchased, it had three rows of animals, uh, with the outer row being all non-mobile standers, is what they call them. Non-mobile standers. Yeah, so they right. they don't go up and down. They just right. they're, they're there. stationary. Stationary is a good word. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so it's best to think of this carousel as merely a shell for Walt's imagination. Um, it wasn't perfect, but it was a start. Uh, he didn't want to change the diameter because uh, the general size suited the area in Fantasyland uh, where he wanted uh, to house it. But he did want to make several other changes. He wanted a whole new row added, 
to bring the total to four rows. He wanted only horses, and he wanted every horse to be a mobile jumper, no standards. So, Aero Development, a ride manufacturing company out of Mountain View, California, we've talked to them before. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actively working on lots of rides throughout the park. Um, so, they were, of course, up to the task uh, to fix this one up. They got to work converting the uh, still row and adding a fourth row to increase ride capacity. These were uh, significant changes since they doubled the mechanical load on the drive mechanism. And every crankshaft had to be lengthened and modified to accommodate adding uh, the the two rows of jumping horses. Wow. So it's not just oh yeah, throw another row in there, right? And you almost think like, why didn't they just start from scratch? But yeah, I don't know. but I that's really not discussed anywhere. But it kind of just seems like it would have been easier. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a mechanic or you're not a you're <laughs> an, an expert engineer. on carousel engineering. No, <laughs> so that's Bill, right? <laughs> Where's Bill? <laughs> um. So these mechanics were fairly easy, though, compared to some of Aero Development's other projects at Disneyland that we've talked about. Um, but what became more complicated was finding jumping horses to actually use in the attraction. Ooh. Uh, the original Sunnyside Beach Carousel was a menagerie, of course, um, so it included animals beyond horses. And what's cool is that Imagineers and Aero Development used the existing horses from that um, but they didn't just toss out the other animals. They actually recycled them and used them on the Casey Jr. Uh, circus train. Oh, nice. For example, uh, there's an ornately hand-carved wooden chariot bench that was removed from the carousel and repurposed to decorate the tenders and passenger cars. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was actually really cool. Um, so with the new configuration, the carousel at Disneyland would have 72 jumping horses. Wow. Wow. That's good for capacity. Totally. Yeah. And so I did read that there are actually 71 horses and one mule, yeah. but I was not able to substantiate that. So if anybody out there knows or can find that out, like the, I would love to know. Okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell like from pictures really like what the difference between a horse and a mule was. Mules what? have bigger ears. Okay. Mm-hmm. They look like they're a cross between a horse and a donkey, I believe. Right. Okay. Interesting. So I, I would love to know or have a picture of the one that is um, a mule, but I wasn't able to find it. So anyway, of these 72 horses, uh, uh, most were carved at the Denzel factory, but many were acquired from several other carousels, including one from Ward's Land in Coney Island and five from the Playland at the Beach right here in San Francisco. So what's interesting about uh, the Playland Carousel is that it was built in 1906 by Charles Loof, another famous carousel maker, um, with the intention of being installed in San Francisco. However, after the 1906 earthquake, it ended up being installed at Seattle's Luna Park instead and was later moved to Playland at the Beach in 1913. It's since been moved, sold to a private seller, and eventually made its way back to San Francisco, where it now lives and operates in Yerba Buena Gardens. Okay. So it's kind of made this like wild Weird. trip around, but it's back. Dude, right. And, and I wonder what it cost to ship something back then, and I wonder how long it took, and yeah. it's a lot of effort for something that is well, and the- not really working yet. Totally. And the, the, the private seller who bought it, I read that... They just they didn't even use it. They just kept it like in a warehouse or something hmm. for a really long time until San Francisco bought it back. It's like crazy. I don't know. Kind of love that story though. Um, but it even gets better. 
In the 1950s, when Walt purchased the five horses uh, for his own carousel, of these five, four of them became part of King Arthur's carousel, and one of them was gifted to Roger Brogy, Disney's first Imagineer. Oh, that's awesome. Imagine getting a horse. I know. A carousel horse. <laughs> like a, Bru- a true horse. <laughs> yeah. For real, Walt? What am I supposed to do with this, dude? Dude, I have a terrible apartment on Sunset. Yeah, I like, can, what I am just, I... can I just get a raise? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get this home, dude. I drive a convertible. What do you... Yeah. Come on, Walt. I take the bus. Uh, hey, you want to buy a horse, Walt? Seriously. <laughs> like, yeah. Brogy's wife was pissed. Can you yeah. carousel my ass home? <laughs> Kara, uh, can, can I sell this? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know which Dang, horses? How much is this worth? Are the original? Are the the ones from the San Francisco one? Um, I do not, not offhand. No. I would. I mean, I'm sure that's lost to time. Probably. Yeah. Um. So, regardless of where the horses came from, each one was hand carved out of wood. And considering Walt's design, yeah, right. Uh, they're all antiques as well. Mm. Like none of them were just made from scratch. From what I understand, um, and considering Walt's desire to have every horse a jumping horse, the majority of them needed to be altered by removing the legs and carving out new ones that were in motion. Wow! Too soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> Blue factory. So they right. kept they kept the body, and yes, then on, just had to replace the legs essentially. Right. Instead of them just being yeah. straight, had to be in, yeah. Well, well and that I, makes sense. Cause... And even some of the ones that were already jumping horses were made so. Poorly, that they were like even like paper macheed. So mm. almost every horse that he had had to be redone. Wow. And recreated, which again, why not just start from scratch? Man, but I'm I don't know. You, it's probably easier to do it this way. I guess as, it's got to be. As much as I love Disneyland and as much as I respect Walt as a person, man, I could not work for that dude. I know. Like, yeah. Walt, are you kidding me, dude? Well, but for also, real? you got a job. Like you don't like yeah. you got hired you got hired to, to paint stuff and you're gonna tell your boss that you don't want to paint stuff. Oh, well, he's eccentric and that is yeah. job security at that place. So it makes, it right, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then speaking of Walt's tendencies, um, <laughs> each Where's of, this going? each of these seventy two horses, um, according to Walt, needed to be outside row quality, and I put that in quotes. So. <sighs> If even if you are on a horse in the fourth row, your horse needs to look and feel as shiny and special as if you were in the first Hell row. Yeah, dude, of course it does. Jeez, get out of here with that. That's not the case on every carousel. I though. know, and it should be, man, <laughs> for sure. Ones in there, yeah. yeah. So um, I would be doing you uh, and the carousel a disservice if I didn't mention Jingles. Right. So Jingles is the carousel's lead horse, and this isn't just a fable. Uh, before ride automation. This was actually the horse that cast members would use to count how many revolutions the ride made. So it literally was the lead horse. Nice. <laughs> um, Jingles has always been easily identified uh, because it... Uh, wow, I messed up. Sorry. Um, it's, it's easily identified because it has uh, jingle bells down the sides of each, um, each side of the horse. Okay. On its kind of... What is that? Its trunk? It's... I don't... What is that on a horse? You could just say body. Body. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a good word. This part? <laughs> it's a good word. No, see, it's not that part. It's like it's the, right the, like, the, right use your, the... Use your descriptive the body. word so everyone can know <laughs> what you're saying. Bit. No, it's on the body. The saddlebags. Yes, on the saddlebags. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. <laughs> um, in 2005, they painted her completely gold, which... If you Google it, it just doesn't look quite right. It's real bad. Um, Luckily, in 2008, Jingles was repainted and dedicated to Julie Andrews. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it was a thank you for her 50 years of service to Disney. 
and they like kind of went all out on it. Uh, the saddle was painted with a silhouette of Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins shoes, the initials J.A., and the number 50. Uh, there's so also that's how old you are, lady. Remember that. Oh, she is older than that. No, <laughs> uh, there's also a Mary Poppins umbrella painted on the blanket that covers uh, Jingle's hiney. Blanket. Nice. I think that's you. just called a horse blanket. Oh, yeah. Horse blanket. There you go. And lastly, Jingles has a D in the Disneyland font on the breastband of her chest. Nice. <laughs> Jingles isn't the only horse to get special treatment. All of the horses are maintained and painted daily. There's a four-on... Daily? I'm sorry. Daily? So, it's not every horse daily. It's a four-on, four-off maintenance routine. So they take four off, and I guess they have a they have four that are in the um, waiting area. Oh, so they have four spares. Four spares, yes, okay. that's the word. Okay. Again, can't find my words. No, today. no, what's it called? Um, Trans. Shoot, no, finger, finger gun. No, <laughs> like B team. <laughs> B roll. Substitutes. 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 B team. <laughs> Oh my god. The B team. Out of school today, honey. Oh, we had a B team teacher. <laughs> I was thinking of sports and like, you know, like in soccer when you quit. Like bench warmer? When you quit. Like I give up. <laughs> and then the new player comes. That's also called a substitute. <laughs> oh god. I'm real smart. Anyway. Every time I hear the word substitute, I always think of the substitute teacher I had who was a Total knob. He drove. <laughs> he, he drove a Pinto, like a legit Pinto. Oh. And this is in the late nineties when I was in elementary. <laughs> well, mid nineties when I was in elementary school or no, middle school. Yeah, he would start it with a screwdriver, flathead, <laughs> and then he would pull the flathead out and use it as his gear shift. Are you kidding me? No, I swear <laughs> to God. He's my hero. <laughs> anyway, go wow. Ahead. Um, so that four-on, four-off maintenance routine, that's actually been in place since the park opened. So that's never changed. That's always been the case. So it also made me wonder, and I couldn't find this. I really wanted to, if they have a second Jingles. Hmm. Or if just sometimes Jingles isn't there. I don't know. That's a good question, Taryn. Write that down. And maybe one day we can ask somebody. Who might yeah. Um, so there have actually only been two major refurbished refurbishments to the carousel the first in 1983 during the massive Fantasyland refurb the entire carousel was moved back and a new roof was added at this time they also repainted the carousel and in fact the rounding boards which are the boards that are located on the inner circle of the carousel okay they were painted in 18 karat gold paint which I'm sure that Roy Disney would not have approved of had he been around. Right. Uh, in 2003, the carousel was shut down again. This time, they completely rebuilt the platform, added a new computerized console, and a system that halts the carousel at the same spot each time. Halt. Halt. Because it's too hard for someone to go, uh, I don't know about there. Right. Which I didn't realize that it stopped at the same spot each time, which is kind of neat. Well, because I've don't. i never ridden it. I mean, that's e- why I've ever? never... Yeah, I mean, well, oh. I'm forty year old man. I'm going to ride a carousel. It's yes. still fun. I don't have a kid. Yes, you do. Well, I do, yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you for reminding me. You're not the first person today to remind me that I had a kid. So <laughs> I appreciate. It's actually that. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so during this renovation, they also removed four horses to accommodate a large bench and wheelchair clamps uh, with access uh, with an access ramp for ADA compliance. Okay. So this reduced the total number of horses to 68. And finally, um, across the world, each Disney park has a carousel that is unique to their park. Yeah. Um, DCA has King Triton's carousel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris Disneyland has La Carousel de Lancelot. Uh, Tokyo Disneyland has Castle Carousel. Tokyo Sea has uh, Caravan Carousel. Hong Kong is Cinderella Carousel. Shanghai Fantasia Carousel. And the Magic Kingdom, uh, there's only one in uh, Magic Kingdom. I didn't see one anywhere else in Walt Disney World. Um, And it's called the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. Wow. And those are all... patriarchy. Yeah. Those, I believe, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure all of those are spelled... Except for the Paris one with uh, one R. Hmm. So we're the two R. We're the two R. Two R folks. Yep. All right. uh, so while the carousel may not be the most thrilling ride at Disneyland, it is at the very least a very, very significant piece of Disney history. <laughs> the end. The it's end. It's probably the oldest ride at the park. The oh, most yeah. vintage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, thing. Yeah. It's got to be because it's it's been redone. Yeah. From what the 1300s? What you said? It was dug up in a Roman grave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. 1100s actually is, is when it was built. So I don't know if this is true, but I did. I looked something up. Stop it! Apparently, all of the horses have a name, and you can get a list of those names from Main Street. Oh, from the Main Street City Hall. Or, cool. Wait, City so, Hall on Main Street. Somebody do that. And send Words it to are us. hard. Well, we should uh, we should do that ourselves. We might be there. Soon. This is not coming from the most reputable website, so <laughs> it could be not true. Dot lies. It's uh, Wiki fandom. Okay, cool. I, w- I would actually be surprised if they didn't all have names. I'm sure they do. Yeah, they've got to. They do, and there's pictures. Oh lord, it's insane! What, what are the names? Well, we could probably so, find out which one the mule I mean, is. Not not all of them, but just yeah, give me a so couple. Like of them. Alma, Arabian Night, Aztec, Crusader, uh, Cloud, sorry, Claudius. Claudius. Yes. Deborah. Deborah Ann. Deborah Ann. Debbie Ann. So, yeah, they all have names. There's pictures of each Claudius of Claudius well. to Debbie Ann. I yeah. mean, come on. What? Arabian Knight and Debbie Ann? Like, that's weird. There's yeah, no is. naming scheme there. This one's Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my name's Larry. This is my brother, Daryl. My, my other brother, brother Daryl. Uh, let's do some Disney news, huh? This is our other brother, Wilhelm. (laughs) Arabian Prince Night face, man. (laughs) We've got a lot to talk about today, folks. Let's start off with some good news, huh? Yes. Disney offers to pay tuition for 80,000 hourly workers. Wow. The Walt Disney Company is offering to pay full tuition for hourly workers who want to earn a college degree, finish a high school diploma, or learn a new skill. As many as 80,000 hourly workers in the U.S. could be eligible, could, uh, which pays upfront tuition for employees taking online classes starting this fall. Disney initially will invest $50 million into the Disney Aspire program and up to $25 million a year after that. Disney said the company, uh, excuse me, Disney said the program includes a network of schools and offers a range of degrees and disciplines, including college and master's degrees, high school equivalency, English language learning, and vocational training. The Walt Disney Company will cover 100% of tuition up front and will also reimburse application fees and required books and materials. Jane Parker says Disney's chief HR officer in a blog post. 
That's pretty cool. That's amazing. But can't you just pay everybody a living wage? <laughs> they are though. They're they're raising the. the you know, I read about that. It and I should have included that in this. Um, not every not every uh, union got that. Only oh, some I did. didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a thing. Of course. Um, okay, Disney is getting sued again. Uh, Weird. Here's the uh, title from the Orla- what they steal from the Orlando Sentinel, which. Uh, Disney autism court cases can move forward. 30 lawsuits filed by Disney visitors with autism who alleged they unfairly waited for attractions should go to trial and appeals court ruled on Friday. Even though Disney offers an online reservation system for people with disabilities, that doesn't completely eliminate their wait to board rides. The judges issued the ruling Friday in the 11th U.S. Court of Appeals in Atlanta, which covers Florida. An Orlando federal judge had previously ruled in favor of Disney on many of the lawsuits against Walt Disney Parks and Resorts in September 2016. It does not resolve the underlying issues, but it will give the plaintiffs another chance to try to prove allegations that accommodations at the park are not adequate. Disney says Disney parks have an unwavering commitment to providing an inclusive and accessible environment for all of our guests. The lower court concluded that we fully complied with all ADA requirements and dismissed the claims. The appellate court ruling sends the lawsuits back to the lower court for further proceedings. We are reviewing the decision and evaluating next steps. The crux of the court case is whether Disney accommodates the most severely disabled, the most severely disabled guests and gives them the same experiences as other visitors. You, you you can't. No, that's you just exactly. you 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 can't because they're they're severe, the most severely disabled guests that you've seen ever at the park. You can't have the same. It mm-hmm. just it's just because you're just you have different. We have Taryn and I have different experiences. You you can't have a shared experience. No. Well, and my thought is that it's no different than if you had a, a severe allergy. And you went to a restaurant and like a severe, like you smell the peanut and and you're going to die. Okay. So then you can't eat at certain restaurants or like Disney can't accommodate that a hundred percent. They can't guarantee that a peanut's not going to make its way somewhere. Well, and who, but uh, and my point is how, who's to be the ultimate judge? I mean, I guess the 11th court um, (laughs) on, on if an experience is the same as. You, as someone else's, if my experience is the same as Terrence's, right, right? Who's who's to determine if it if it's the same? If we have access to not the same thing, but a similar thing, right? But that's all you can do. Like on Star Tours, they have a handicapped area where you can go and watch the thing. It's never going to be the same because it's stationary, you, isn't it? Yeah, it's stationary, but not, because it yeah. can't move. Right. It can't be the same ride because of ADA compliance, because of, of, the, of the potential to injure, uh, because of you have a, a, a you know um, uh, autism or whatever. Right. The blinking lights might trigger. The, who know? Like right. right. So they're they're trying to play it safe. So they're trying as best as they can. Yeah, but I don't what? know what else. I don't understand. Do. I, I mean, don't know either. S- I feel like maybe I should just not say anything. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way too because <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have any. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Anything I'm very, about it. Uh, yeah, very detached from yeah. the scenario. But the, I don't understand the waiting. Well, so part here it is. It. So Disney's policy allows. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Disney's policy allows people with disabilities to reserve a ride in advance, similar to the Fast Pass system, although they have to wait for up to 15 minutes. So not. 15 minutes all the time, but up to. Right. It's the most that they have to wait. Well, and I know this is not autism, but I, I, 
our friend, um, we have a friend who um, who's a, disabled. Who's disabled, and he, you know, he's in a wheelchair or a walker or something like that when he goes to the parks, and they they are able to do that, but they still have to wait as well because you have to wait until they're able to accommodate you on the ride. Right, because a lot of these cars. Like for Space Mountain, right. there's a separate car. Exactly. It goes to a different track. So they have to clear right. stuff out. Exactly. And so, um, and I, like I said, I know this is not the same thing as autism, but what I will say for Disney is at least they're attempting to accommodate people. Right. And it's I'm true. not sure what else they can do with it. I really don't know what else they can do with it. And that's not point. the case for every ride. Like most of the time, I think, I mean, there's, there's a queue out the exit, but they just, they pull you in from the exit. And it's not like, I don't yeah. think it's that long. Um, I do know that some of the more frequented rides, like they scan your ticket and you are given a time that, sorry, sorry, new microphone. There you go. You're given a time that you need to come back, which is essentially the same as if you had waited in line. And I feel like they're, with the situation they have, they're doing the best they can because I agree. you're... I'm stopping. They're okay. doing the best they can. That's fine. Um, Disney phased out a previous program in 2013 that allowed people with disabilities to go to the front of the line. Uh, the program received national headlines from wealthy visitors who abused the system by hiring guests with disabilities to skip Sue lines. those people. Right. Yeah. They ruined it's their fault. Many of the plaintiffs live with severe autism, so they cannot understand the concept of time and struggle waiting at rides at Walt Disney World as well as Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Autism, which can affect people in different ways, can make it difficult for people to communicate. It can also create repetitive behaviors or hurt people's social skills. Uh, one man identified only as A.L., who grew up near Disney World, followed a routine of riding his favorite attractions in order. Otherwise, he had a meltdown. But Disney contended they already accommodated guests with autism, so they don't have to physically stand in line. The court determined that the cards don't stop people with disabilities from waiting. Um, yeah, I, it says... Um, the DAS card does not allow disabled guests to avoid the crowded and constrained conditions that exist when standing in line for a ride. So it does allow you to avoid standing in line. But Disney right. theme parks are high commotion environments and plaintiffs must virtually wait therein. But So basically they're saying like you don't have to wait in line, but you have to wait. Right. And where you're waiting is probably going to be high congestion area. And if that's yes. a problem, maybe Disneyland is not the place. Maybe that's just, my that's thought. Exactly. And I, suck. I hate but saying that. The problem is that you can't go that route because now you're making this. They're making a good point in the chat. Now you're saying, I'm sorry, you can. we're not going to be able to accommodate you and therefore you cannot experience blank. And it's hard for you to say that to someone. I, well, I, I think what I think what they're saying is we can't accommodate you. Not we're not going to. There's physically no way for no, us to accommodate. you. No, I understand. And there, but there's a difference between what is what should be acceptable mm -hmm. and what you want. And what it seems like they want is to be able to say, "I have blank disability, whatever it may be." And and the problem is, and Nick makes a great point, is that. The disability can be – it could be anything. It could be as as severe as an inability to walk all the way to needing a service animal. And because of the fact that you fit within the scope of disability, they're saying, well, we should be able to just walk right on the rides. And that's not realistic. No. It's not realistic. Because that would, that would mean that you need to be there. That would require everybody to be on time. Right, and if you've ever been in a party with someone with a disability, especially with like autism or something, I can imagine. Right, it's very challenging. It is to it make is. it to a place. It's challenging even just with able-bodied people who don't have a disability, or at least correct their disabilities are very hidden, like right. mine. Um, 
You know what I mean? You yeah. can't get anywhere on time. Yeah. So what are they going to hold the ride for you or your party to amble up and like come hang out and go? Okay, now we're ready to ride the ride. No, well, no, it's... but we've been waiting five minutes. So there's 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 no way to have a, a, a reservation. This is the only thing they can do, and and you you just can't accommodate everybody. It's yeah. impo- it's literally impossible to make everybody happy. But I if, mean, look at this show. Yes, but at least look at this topic. But at least they're making they're they're making strides to they're try doing to what do they it, can. and that's fine. And I think that. And and I, I do understand your point, Beverly, to say that maybe this isn't the place for you. No, but I that's think that, not. That's not. That's kind of what I'm saying. But that's. I don't want to say that. Like, I, right. do you understand what I mean? I'm not like, saying you're saying stay away. I'm no. just saying that you need to really consider it. If you're not able to deal with what you're going to face when you're there, then maybe it's not the wisest idea for you to go there. I can understand that. But mm-hmm. I think the better thing is for them to take a step back and say, is there any way for us to be able to deal with what we're going to face when we get there? Because a, a three-hour wait in line versus a 15-minute wait in line is a huge difference. Right. I mean, you should be able to – I say this as someone who is not autistic and someone who does not fall under the umbrella, of, well, um, the umbrella of anything within the ADA. But those accommodations feel as though they should be adequate to me. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And, you can, and unfortunately, Disney cannot make the call of who's, whose disability trumps right. you somebody ask. else's. Like, you can't do that. You and there's and no, that would be yeah. completely inappropriate. Um, I don't know. Well, anyway. they, somewhat illegal. They can't. Well, obviously. Yeah. Like, they can't. They're in a terrible situation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and I know, like, we're, it's a very sensitive subject, and we're all trying to be very careful don't about it. don't offend anybody. Right. Not at all. Um, but it also, the courts have already said this. Right. This is all just being appealed. So it's kind of right. like, Where I don't know. Where are you going to go from that? I feel bad yeah. for the 30 families. Oh, I really do. But uh, I know. You want to go to Disneyland, and your kid can't handle it what do you do i don't know i, I don't know yeah, either that's tough speaking of else uh, what else not to do uh, want to know about to doing what uh toxic fumes in disneyland paris accidentally poisoned 22 guests and staff in its swimming pool what <laughs> the incident took place at the new york hotel in disneyland paris uh with 22 people being treated for nausea and breathing problems apparently uh bleach and sulfuric acid were added to the swimming pool uh in incorrect quantity whoops which what happens when that hap- when those two chemicals combine it makes chlorine gas. Mm-hmm. When gas is breathed uh-huh. in, it can cause swelling of the upper airway, coughing, sickness, chest pains, and headaches. You can also die from it. Whoops! Wow. Four of the twenty-two people affected were sent to hospital. Uh, but yeah, well, that's, that's going to cool. be a lawsuit. I know, right? If you had to go to the hospital, but that's a good, rightfully lawsuit. so. Right. That's Dude, a good one. Paris Disney cannot catch a break. The show. <laughs> Uh, despite uh, backlash, Disney confirms it will not rehire James Gunn. Why is this not the secret show? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, in spite of the campaign to paint Gunn as an actual uh, whatever, uh, many people believe the implicating jokes, some a full decade old, no longer reflect Gunn as a person. Because I don't have to go in the back story. You guys all know about this. He got fired for old tweets. Or Google it. And I don't think he'd ever re- represented himself Right. According to Variety, Walt Disney Studio Chairman Alan Horn uh, recently met with Gunn, and while the get-together helped clear the air over the decision to let him go, Horn stood firm on his original verdict. The third Guardians movie is still expected to go into production in 2019, reportedly using Gunn's existing script. That's so rude. Such a slap Uh, in the face, man. Feels like they shouldn't be able to. 
Like there should be some sort of legality. I'm sure he's but he's compensated for it. Oh no, he he sold the script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But still, what are you gonna do? Um, <clears throat> okay, this is here. Which of the news stories comes here first? Probably this one. Disney's new upscale hotel put on hold. Bro, definitely. Yeah, this is a big deal Boo. right now. And, and kind of yay. Right. Uh, <laughs> it has been slated to have over 700 rooms uh, spread over the west end of the outdoor mall, which is uh, downtown Disney, uh, including the site of the Rainforest Cafe, ESPN Sports Zone, Bar Place, and Restaurant, the AMC Theaters, and the popular Earl of Sandwich Eatery. Mm. Those businesses were clo- and others were closed in June to make way for the new construction, which had been expected to start July 1st. Scheduled to be considered by the Anaheim Planning Commission on uh, Monday, August 20th, and the hotel was supposed to open in 2021. However, Disney execs pulled the project Wednesday, saying they could not reach an agreement with the city over terms under which the hotel was to be constructed. Um, Bologna. The move was in response to an August 6th letter in which Anaheim City Attorney Robert Fabel Fabel, uh, wrote to Disney saying that a change in the site plan would make the hotel ineligible for expected tax rebates. So apparently what happened is they were going to... Um, oh, well, yeah, actually, succinctly uh, mention here. Disney had been working for years toward construction of a posh new hotel on the west side of downtown Disney, reaching to the border of the existing Disneyland Hotel. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> That was dramatic and bless, bless you. you. Thank you. <laughs> City Council approved the hotel concept back in 2016, including a development agreement that would give Disney a rebate of 70% of hotel taxes collected on the site for 20 years. So apparently, I uh, didn't really cite what I want to say, but um, they were going to put a hotel somewhere else and then they were going to build the Skybridge and Disney said, or the city said no to the Skybridge, but the hotel, you know, whatever. And then they moved the hotel after it got approved for the tax rebate. They moved the hotel to downtown Disney and the city's like, well, you weren't approved for the tax rebates for that spot. So Disney's <sighs> like, well, we're not going to build it then. And there were a bunch of rumors going on online, of course, mouse talk or whatever it is, um, that they found, you know, uh, contaminated soil. It's already been what? built on. I know. That's what I thought too. It's like, with what? That's ridiculous. With like gasoline with like or whatever. Oranges. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm right? Like, because they nobody could figure out that it was just. I don't think. I mean, we may never know. Maybe it was. Who knows? Right. Like environmental impact report. But it has. There's existing buildings. Right. If there was anything contaminating the soil, you think they would have found it before they built Earl of Friggin' Sandwich. Right. right. I hate like the that's exactly. fairly Man. new. Those are fairly new buildings too. Like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, really, what happened? Honestly, this whole thing just sounds so gross. It's gross, oh, right? Yeah. Because it was like basically they're holding, uh, they're halting the construction of the hotel for like two hundred and sixty million dollars in tax rebates over like twenty years or whatever. That's insane. That's that's pretty much the budget of Captain America. <laughs> right. like the right. last like Captain America was two hundred sixty million. It's literally AdSense for Disney. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Absolutely. So then, um, here's the so there's the second of three stories related to this. Oh, now suddenly Disney wants to end tax incentive deals with Anaheim in an attempt to improve the relationship with the city. Amid growing animosity between Anaheim and Walt Disney Company, the president of the media giant Disneyland Resort asked the city to end all tax incentive deals in hopes of promoting quote cooperation and goodwill. 
The move marks an end to the way Disney has long done business in its hometown of its original theme park, where a complex relationship has been dotted with subsidies, incentives, rebates, and protections from future taxes that public public policy experts estimated would be worth more than a billion dollars. Yes, Beverly. But if they want to kill the tax incentives, wouldn't that jumpstart the the hotel protection of the hotel? Yes. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Just clarifying, because that sounds like a lie. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, well, yeah. right. Uh, in a letter sent to Anaheim's mayor and city council, Disneyland Resort President Josh DeMauro said he was calling for the end to two in- tax incentive agreements as a way to improve the company's relationship with the city and its residents. He says, quote, unfortunately in Anaheim, these policies have become divisive, leading to an unstable business climate and a difficult working relationship with the city. Uh, Anaheim Mayor Tom Tate, who has an unfortunate name, uh, has opposed <laughs> tax breaks for the theme park, called the request a, quote, bold move. Was he playing Big Brother? I'm here <laughs> for big moves. <laughs> huh. Um, blah, 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 blah. So they're going to put, uh, they, Disney wants to get rid of all the tax rebates. Allegedly. Here's right. the third story of this. It seems very manipulative. Well, somehow. this is really what's going on here. Okay. Um, Drop some knowledge. Sorry, I won't ever say that again. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. In November, so all this happened, right? They uh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna not break ground on the hotel. Then suddenly, we're not gonna do the tax rebates. Here's 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 what's happening. In November, in Anaheim, voters will decide whether to approve a resolution for an eighteen dollar an hour minimum wage for hotel entertainment businesses that receive tax incentives from the city. Wait, what? I don't get it. So, oh, I, I will continue to read. While Disneyland would potentially not be held to the proposed $18 an hour wage, Disneyland has made agreements to increase their minimum wage to at least $15 an hour for a majority of their workers. So, basically, what's happening, There's a, a the city is about to vote in November to require every business in the entertainment business and hotel business or whatever uh, that receives tax incentives, subsidies, benefits from the city to pay minimum oh. wage and and to increase their hour their increase their rate like on a yearly basis. So basically, so they were like, "Oh, we don't need those tax rebates. So Get we, rid of y'all, them. Y'all keep those. We'll save more money this way. Yeah, we're ridiculous. fine. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be really cool, and we're just gonna oh. we're gonna back out. Wow, if this." I didn't actually think this story could make me feel grosser. This is, this is dirty. Yeah. It really is I feel dirty. gross. Right. And and so, like it said in the article, only some businesses or some unions, some workers are going to get the $15 an hour right. wage. Oh, wow. So, Jeez. with the. So, I think Disney is kind of reading the writing on the walls um, and going, oh, this is actually might pass. Let's, yeah. let's give all this up. Let's, cool. not, let's not do this. Cool, bruh. Right. Wow. It's I gross. don't like that. that I don't yeah. like it either, man. Oh, I don't like it at all. That is shady. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, a couple more news. A couple more newses, and then we're gonna Whoa. we're gonna bounce. Um, the Indiana Jones Adventure Maroglyphics decoder is coming to the Play Disney Parks app. Oh, good. So we did that Finally. as a button and put that online. I think. I think mm-hmm. we have it online. If you look somewhere. on our it's blog on post, uh, you can print it out and go to the park. And and I was gonna do. I took a. Uh, pictures of most of the glyphics, the hieroglyphics, and, ne- glyphics. and never decoded the glyphs. The glyphs <laughs> and never decoded them, and I was going to put them online. I never did it. Yeah. But I know, like, one of the There's ones. Still time. 
Right. For me to get to Disneyland that time. Uh, like the ones over the drinking fountain say something about like the water of life or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Uh, while the Play Disney Parks app is a lot of fun for those visiting Walt Disney World, it seems to be a bit light on the in-depth games and such for those visiting the Disneyland Resort. Bro. Yes. To help correct this, an old guest favorite will be returning soon. Uh, the Indiana Jones Adventure opened back in 1995. Guests were given decoder cards, which could be used to translate various hidden messages. Um, anyway, it's going to be on the app. Cool. That's that's it. Finally. Jeez. Well, I mean... So you can sit there and decode That's cool, it. but they don't have... You hardly wait inside where the hieroglyphics are, which is well, kind of annoying. True. Well, like when I was taking photos, we just spent time and just let people go ahead of us. And yeah. that's what I think you're going to see. And what, what bums me out about that is you're going to see everyone's stupid blue glow on their phone... Up to the and it's going to ruin the entire setup the for that queue. ride. It's going to ruin everything. I, loved, I hate this. I actually loved waiting. Remember when we got stuck on that ride and it, yeah. it was broken? Yeah. We were there for like an hour years ago, and mm-hmm. we we're just walking through, looking around. I love it. Yeah, no, I got walked so off cool. of that once. It was so. It was yeah, great. The, the queue was amazing. It really and I, is. I re- really don't like that you don't get to stand inside anymore. No, um, although you know, I like that you sort of get on fast, but not really. I mean, the 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 real part where you wait, there's it's kind of just where all the warnings are. We're like, if you have back pain, you can't yeah. you can't go right, like right. where the elevators are, and mm-hmm. that's really there's nothing there. But what I just I don't like is now everyone in the dark rides are going to have their dumb phones on because nobody understands also how to turn the screen down, how to no. turn the brightness down. At least turn the brightness down. Especially when your phone is on like auto brightness and it's like super bright from being outside and then you take it in. Yeah. And nobody understands like, hey, what I need to do is think about other people around me. And there's, you know, same people who take videos and stuff of like in the Haunted Mansion or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're part of the problem, too. Like there's yeah. a, a popular Instagram account I'm not going to name that does this. They sit and take videos and stuff. You're part of the problem, you yeah. dummies. Yeah. Stop. Stop teaching people that this is appropriate and okay to do. Like, we're we're a society. We're a family of fans. And we all want to enjoy the thing at the same level. We want to have the same shared experience. And if you put so your, stop videoing it. If you put your phone down, you would enjoy it a thousand times more right, than but, watching the the ride the through screen. the screen of your phone. But these but these people, these these like fan accounts are just doing this to get like oh I'm gonna get so many likes off of this. But right. you're but you want to please people who aren't there, but you're pissing off the people who are there. Yes. You're absolutely right. And it's annoying. Do you remember when you went to the park and you played Pokemon the whole time? Uh yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I wasn't inside burn and I wasn't Sick just on my phone breath. all the time. I thought I remember you checking. Oh, I know you do. I know you remember me <laughs> doing that, but but that's not actually. Can what we just happened. talk about you playing Pokemon? <laughs> it's when it first came out. So what, dude? I don't care. It was fun. I still have it on my phone. I know you do. We've talked about it. Um, here is a foodie guide. A foodie guide to Halloween time, 2018 at Disney Resort. This is the Disney Parks uh, blog. It, this is the first sentence by Alex Dunlap, Food and Beverage Content Relations Coordinator. Um, all caps. It's time to get spooky and hungry. Bro. Dunlap, dude. Come on. Hey, Dunny. What's up, Bray? AD. <laughs> Starting t- September 7th, Halloween time at Disneyland Resort begins, and there's even, all caps, more treats and eats this year than ever. Treats Sweet. and eats. Okay. Um, with the new items galore and some returning favorites, your 2018 foodie guide is finally here. I've got all the details you need, including where to find all the scary snacks you could ever want. This is why none of us are ever going to get a job at Disney. I know. It's every so t- unfortunate. Every time I read like punny Halloween stuff, I just think of the South Park 
you know, spooky spaghetti and oh, haunted <laughs> ham. <laughs> uh, you'll see some items returning, like the co- the candy corn cotton candy, <sighs> which can be found at various outdoor vending oh, carts in both parks. Just different colored, like a candy. Yeah, because that they oh. kind of taste the same. Uh, it's just maybe. sugar. Yeah, uh, as well as the bat cookie. Sounds great. Okay, yeah, you had me a cookie, homie. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm googling it. Um. <laughs> Oh, my God. I hate this. I love you, Alex. For all the churro fans out there, get ready to chart your creepy course to try all of these Halloween-themed churros. I yes. hate you. There are even a couple of churro-inspired desserts this year that are sure to satisfy your sweet fang. I meant sweet tooth. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> I just vomited. You say your sweet fang? Sweet fang. Oh, bro. What's up, sweet fang? What's up? Sweet fang. <laughs> you come over here. You got some fine for me? Oh, my gosh. Disneyland Park churros. <clears throat> the churros near the Big Thunder Mountain are going to be orange sugar churro Ow. with candy corn sauce. It's <laughs> just uh. sugar. No, candy canes are disgusting. Candy corn. Candy Whatever corn. they're called. They bo- both are equally disgusting. Churros near the Haunted Mansion. Pumpkin spice churro with oh cream gosh. cheese frosting. I could get behind that because I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> Do you get a discount if you wear your Uggs and, I'm all right and with yoga that. pants? Yes. Exactly. I'm hungry right, bear. Juicy couture sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you see these pants? It says juicy on the back because I like it. No, they would have to be Lululemon. It says yeah. basic on the back. We've moved on from there. Uh, hungry Bear Restaurant has churro bite cereal sundae with fruit cereal dusted churros, cereal milk anglaise, strawberry ice cream, and a raspberry sauce. So. Everything I what? see from Disneyland that has like fruity pebbles sprinkled on it, it's, I guarantee you, it's on the Pinterest page of gross food at Disneyland because <laughs> that is nasty. <laughs> Hashtag nasty. It's, yeah. a, it's a churro, sun, so it's like a banana, like a banana sundae with okay. um, ice cream in the center and then churro bites on the other side and fruity pebbles thrown on top of huh. the sauce. No. That sounds horrible. Just, just no. Kind of I mean, I'm sorry, what was that one called again? No, it, it sounds fine. It's, it's, called like t- it's a combination the, of bad things. It's called the churro bites cereal sundae with fruit cereal dusted churros. Too long of one thing. <laughs> well, because it's fruit cereal, not fruity pebbles. Oh, right. Of well, course. Heaven forbid you ask Post to friggin' you know, sponsor that. <laughs> so our new food correspondent should probably try all of these and oh, see what yes. she thinks. Dude, yes. Heather... Hit them up. Good luck. At the Golden Horseshoe, where Terrence can tell you how to make some churro, uh, whatever. Uh, churro sundae with cookie butter gelato, garnished <laughs> oh, with a cinnamon sugar dusted churro and topped with cajeta and whipped cream. I do cajeta, love some- cajeta? That's like a ta- cheese, right? Ta- no. Yeah, I thought oh, cajeta yeah. was uh, Mexican cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had it last night. It's good. Churro sundae with cookie butter. What's cookie oh butter? Oh, my God. It's the best thing cookie butter is delicious. ever. They sell it at Trader Joe's. Yes. Don't ever? buy it. Oh, yeah. Is it even better than the, the universal health care? That. that. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's Dutch. We've had it before. And okay. You should get the crunchy version or the chunky version. Oh, I didn't version. know they had that. Oh, my God. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was all one word. <laughs> The chur- at the churros near the Sleeping Beauty Castle in Town Square, you can get something called a Maleficent churro covered with chocolate cookie crumbles blended with colored sugar. You can even add, you can even add marshmallow dip because nothing says Maleficent like Actually, marshmallow dip. Actually, that sounds dip. heck of good. 
Tim's I would eat that, but I wouldn't think of it as a churro. I just think of it as a nice, fun dessert. Okay, that's fine because why marshmallow dip? Why? Because oh, marshmallows no. are amazing, no. and dipping things in, being able to dip into marshmallow is even better. So Have you ever had marshmallow ice cream? Because Ben and Jerry's makes it, and okay, it's you amazing. Need to calm down. <laughs> your, so your inner twelve-year-old girl needs to chill <laughs> out. So you just need to start making. <laughs> Your excitement into one word. It sounds like a, like, it sounds like <laughs> oh, a churro, yeah, okay. like a churro s'more kind of a thing. Marshmallow chocolate and then the churro is a kind of. cracker kind of a thing. Yeah, I I'm sure s'more is coffee written. <laughs> yeah. Churros at the churros near Buzz Light, your Astro Blasters, you can get oh my god. A sour apple churro. Uh, no, thank you. With the option to add caramel sauce to this one exclamation okay. point. No. Okay. I actually yes. Possibly that one. Yeah. Really? Oh my god. Negatory. Caramel There's apples. More. I love that. There's more. And this is in DCA. It, now. Wait, in the same the same kind or a new kind? Oh, also, can I say I will not be pulling a Terrence and doing this? No, that's gross. There's no way. No, no pulling bro. a Terrence is original churros only. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, this is in DCA. At Willie's Churros, a purple, green, and orange sugar churro and a pumpkin spice churro. Churros near Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. S'mores churro with graham cracker, ah. chocolate ah. chips, and marshmallow drizzle. Okay. I don't hate that. Churros near Goofy Sky School. Purple sugar churro. Cozy Cone Motel. Pumpkin spice churro with cream cheese dipping sauce. See, so it's, just, it's more proof that even Disneyland hates DCA. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the stupidest. Yeah. Like They're just like, oh, we're kind of recycling all this stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. purple sugar churro. Like That's like not even a thing. It's just a churro. It's just a churro. Now, if it's candy you're looking for, Alex continues, get your trick-or-treat bags ready for these dressed-up candies. You'll find these sweets at Pooh Corner and Candy Palace at Disneyland Park, Charlie Treats at Disneyland California Adventure Park, and Marceline's Confectionery at the Downtown Disney District. Halloween candy, you can find uh, the Mini Witch Apple, Jack Skellington Apple, Skull Apple, Evil Queen Apple, Jack Skellington Cake Pop, Bat Cake Pop, Mickey Mouse Mummy Crispy Treat, Oogie Boogie Crispy Treat, Maleficent Crispy Treat, Mummy Marshmallow, and something called Pumpkin Fudge. Ew, that sounds kind of gross. They also have... Halloween-themed bites at both Disneyland Park and DCA. Uh, pumpkin spice beignets. I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah sound uh, that sounds good. Special delish. hot dogs and soups. Apple pie sundaes. Um, special hot dogs? Is that what you said? Yeah. I want that. What is that? I don't mean? know what that is, but I want it. Pumpkin spice hot dog. Oh, I ain't done. <laughs> I ain't even done. Right. Sick. Right. It's actually a hot dog inserted into a jack-o'-lantern, and you have to eat the pumpkin first before you get to the... Um, at the Red Rose Tavern, where is that? What is a Red Rose Tavern? What's the Red Rose Tavern? Red Rose Tavern is... Um, oh, is it over geez. in like the Napa? It, it, no, 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 no. It, no it's this in, is in Disneyland. Disneyland. It sounds like something from New Orleans Square. I've nope. literally never heard of it. The Red Rose Tavern is in Fantasyland um, over by... Um, on your way into Frontierland. Fantasy. Is it? Is one. it that? I the thought that was side. called something Beauty different. Beauty and the Beast. It's the one that has the automatic doors when you walk yeah. up to it yeah. over by the bathroom. Yeah, okay. I've eaten there. Yeah. Yeah, we. Yeah. Well, there you can get a black truffle mousse with raspberry compote and crunch center with a candy spider. What's a crunch center? <laughs> like, could you, do you, can you, can you, can you be any less specific about what I'm crunching into? <laughs> crunch center. Yeah, is it like granola? Four crunch it- centers, please. <laughs> At the Troubadour Tavern. Where's that? Where's the Troubadour Tavern, Terrence? Let's go. I'm looking it up. I'm trying to think of where it is. I do not know. What, what's head. a Troubadour? Troubadour Tavern is in Fantasyland at Disneyland Park. It's a quick service stand featuring gourmet bratwurst, pretzel bites, nits, and nibs, and snacks and drinks. 
Oh, it's like right around the corner where, from like where Casey Jr. is, right? Okay. Well, you can get oh. cookie decorating kits there. I'm looking at a picture. Yeah. At Rancho del Zacalo, you can get orange sugar skull pot de creme. Whatever pot de creme is. I don't know, but I want it. Uh, frozen abuelita horchata, which is frozen Mexican hot chocolate layered with frozen horchata and topped with whipped creme. Okay, I'm sorry, but frozen hot chocolate is called a milkshake. <laughs> well, it's the abuelita is the Mexican hot chocolate. It's the brand abuelita. Oh. Uh, which is very milky and soft. So, so. it's an but, abuelita yes. milkshake. Abuelita horchata. In Cafe Orleans, you can get crab and corn chowder. Mm. At the French Market, you can get Halloween-themed dessert trio with worms and dirt, salted caramel pudding, and pumpkin pie. Or you can get a mansion spider bundt cake, which is chocolate bundt cake with green icing and a chocolate spider. Uh, the mint julep bar, of course, or the pumpkin spice beignets. Can I get a mint julep there? And at uh, Bengal Barbecue, <laughs> you can get the musubi special, which is spiced ham musubi with lemongrass and jasmine rice and pineapple teriyaki sauce. And it's served mm. with pickled daikon and carrots. That sounds real good. Yeah, that does, that sounds amazing. Uh, this I want to go to the Carnation Cafe Haunted Firehouse Chicken Sandwich, which that's a good name for anything. Haunted Firehouse oh, like, Chicken Sandwich. Yeah, like red that. pepper coulis, white cheese sauce, crispy pancetta, and arugula on yellow sliced bread. Cheese yeah. sauce sold. Yeah, dude, I'm all I'm all about that. You can get uh, apple pie a la mode at Gibson Girl. Yep. Jolly Holiday, you can get a bunch of stuff. Refreshment Corner, Halloween hot dog with spicy meatballs, cheese sauce, and oven roasted tomatoes. So is spooky wait, meatballs. Is it a hot dog or is it meatballs? Mm, I don't know, man. Halloween hot dog. Or yes. Is this um at the park? Is this is all this stuff at the park all the time, or is it just for the Halloween party? It's just for the Halloween celebration. It's, for, it's not going to be there in like October. No, I, it's not going to be there in like July. Yeah, uh, but it's but, we'll but during this November. time, it's all the time. It's not just for the Halloween party. Uh, I don't know. Starting September third, uh, I would imagine you're not going to get this through November. I would imagine after Halloween, it's that's all done. too bad. I don't know that though. Well, I only want like one thing. Um, man, you can get a Halloween mini mouse cake, which is a cinnamon praline bunt cake that's at Plaza Inn. I'm not going to read it. This is a huge list, dude. What's the website? DisneyParks.Disney.Go.com. Oh, that's where it is? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Alien Pizza Planet, Cosmic Chili Pasta. Wow, dude, they have... T- I, I didn't think, honestly, this, this article would be this long. There's tons, <laughs> tons of stuff. Yeah, it takes you through, like, every restaurant, it looks like. Wild. Every, so pictures. every restaurant has something cool. If you're into cool stuff, Heather's going to have her work cut out for her, dude. <laughs> Uh, boardwalk Pizza and Pasta, you can get something called the Anti-Vampire Pizza, which is roasted garlic sauce, marinated chicken, smoked Gouda mozzarella, roasted red peppers, and a sauce drizzle. I want that. Which, who wants a drizzle on a pizza? Just give me pizza. No, no. Um, Carl Strauss Oktoberfest beer, Corn Dog Castle, Spicy Pepper Jack Dog. Yes, please. <laughs> that sounds amazing. But yeah. dipped in corn batter, drizzled with blackberry sauce, and topped get with ri- sweet pineapple salsa, pickled serranos, and crunchy. Can't I just get a spicy ruined friggin' it. hot it's dog? It's like sweet spicy. Uh, I yeah, that. That, I know, that bothers me a lot. At Award Wieners, <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice funnel cake fries, pumpkin spice f- funnel cake pri- fries. Yes, please. I can't say that. Oh, I get it. So it's it's like. It's not a cake. It's just a funnel mm-hmm. funnel cake fries. Yeah. yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I want that. Oktoberfest dog, kibasa sausage topped with caramelized onions. All right, whatever. You'll figure it out. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Slow burning mac and cheese at the Cozy Cone. Are we going to pay for 
our food correspondence gym membership. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last but not least, Star Wars production designer confirms a spinoff film uh, set on Tatooine was used to be in development, but apparently it's on hold right now. Hmm. That's all. I just, we, that I was just, that was a quick one. Well, we want to go. I want to go. We've been we've been doing it almost an hour and a half a show. Most yeah. of that was me reading about food. I, that's true. <laughs> There's a bunch of other news, like some dude. Uh, right. I'm not even going to worry about it. Let's go. Why Disney's uh, opening their um, Halloween party on August 12th, <laughs> dude? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. It's is open. it just right now? You can go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Okay, that's stupid. And is it just because like crowd? Control. I don't know. I don't know. Or that they can sell fifty dollars tickets now. Just for that they can, yeah, and can they're not fifty it. anymore. They're like one hundred and thirty. What? Bucks. That's insane. Weren't they fifty? They I mean, 50. I don't they know. Used to be fifty. My coworker said one hundred and thirty. So I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Anyway, everybody, thanks a lot for sticking with us. I uh, appreciate you listening to us. I appreciate you spreading the word. Thanks to Heather for coming on and uh, you know talking about food, and thanks to me for finding all that news. Become a Patreon supporter. You can get the secret show. We're going to record that next week. Um, don't forget, September 29th, our eight-hour extravaganza, three of which will be um, drinking. Very excited about that. And uh, thanks again to Getaway Today for sponsoring today's episode. Whether you're traveling to Disneyland, Disney World, or beyond, head over to getawaytoday.com slash ears up. Here's for the fact of the show. I hope I haven't done this already. Uh, Lilliputian Land, Gulliver's Travels-inspired section of the park, would have been focused on a village of tiny animatronic characters who, quote, sing and dance and talk to you as you peek through the windows of their tiny shops and homes. Visitors would also have been able to purchase miniature ice cream cones and, quote, the world's smallest hot dog. That's really cool. <laughs> it's cute, right? kind of neat. I don't think you've done that no, one No, you before. haven't done that one. I would remember. That's awesome. Because hot dogs. Alright, All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning into this episode. And until next time, we'll see you in the parks.